just go for it fuck it i mean you only live once at least regret something you did instead of regretting something you wished you did Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark, and today I'm talking to Tudor Todorescu, who quit his steady job as a software developer to launch his own software products. Tudor, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast. Nice to be here. <laughs> so let's start with the work that you were doing before you quit. You were working as a software developer, is that right? Yes. Most of my life, I've been doing software. I have a computer as early as I was three years old. So I was always using computers. Yeah. And uh, started uh, right now in 32, I started programming around 12 years. And at 17, I had my first clients and making money after this. And slowly, I, I started to do more complex projects along the way. The past project and full-time job I had. I built some really complex apps, website builders yep. for a company from the United States. Pretty big one, I'm, I'm sure if I mention it, people will know. Yep. But was taking a lot of energy and I always wanted to have a product of my own and have more of a say on how things can go. Yep, absolutely. Let's go back to 17 years old. You say you had your first client at 17 years old. How did you start to get paid work at that age? <laughs> a friend of my mom's. It's, you know, not, I, I didn't went out and knock on doors. It kind of yep. happened. Yep. And he asked me, we need an, a web app. And he said, can you make this? And uh, I said, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I have experience with this. But truthfully, I haven't made anything like that. And inside of me, I was like, I don't know. I mean, will, will I be able to make it? But it was this thing that I, I promised. And it's kind of like a leap of faith, right? I mean, yeah, you know, you're going to at least something you're going to make. And if it's a piece of garbage, probably won't pay me. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> he gave me the money up front. Wow. And, oh man, now I gotta make it, you know, because when you're young, you're, you're not so disciplined. And I think having that money up front really lighted the fire under me. So that's a lot of pressure. I researched and, and made it and I still have that code base. Then I sometimes look at it and it's so awful. <laughs> you know how, how people start their first company and they, they have their dollar kind of framed on the yeah. wall. That's how yeah. I kind of have my, my first code that I got paid for looking at the code on it's, it was Absolutely. shitty. Yes. <laughs> no, but still it was enough to kind of set me in this direction that, that, wow, you can really earn a living doing this. So why not yeah. try get another client? Yeah. So, so in your last job, you say you had the freedom to work on you and exciting things, which is always great, but. There's always downsides to working for somebody else. One of the things you told me is that you found yourself in endless meetings, talking instead of building. Tell me about that. Why does that happen? Why do people spend so much time in meetings? It's interesting because at first it wasn't like that. The company changed their structure, their way of managing, you know, more managers than developers. Yeah. I guess companies 
add instead of subtracting like I, I guess that's a yeah. problem they always add new processes instead of just getting rid of things because I guess as an employer is thinking that okay I'm working full-time monthly month by month eight hours yeah. a day theoretically nobody works eight hours a day but <laughs> I guess it's that fear of not doing anything because sometimes not doing things is a lot better than doing things that are gonna mess things up. Yeah, for sure. What finally gave you the courage to quit that job and go it alone? Uh, I guess putting money aside, I, I guess that's yeah. a big one. But I kind of felt a bit bad because I loved and I'm still friends with my colleagues, the other development team. They're all Romanian as well. I still meet with them sometimes. They're from other cities, but you know, when they're traveling and we're close to each other, we meet. But I guess putting money on the side, it's a big one. Yeah. And making sure I'm not living in the middle of a project, like just. Yeah abandoning the project kind of feel bad doing that so i kind of stay until we finish what we were working on yeah it's a huge transition isn't it yeah but it's it's not like it's the first time i'm doing this since i had the multiple development jobs but i guess money is it's a big one i don't have mortgages and i, I don't take money from banks i try to not spend i need to have 10 times more than something costs so let's say if i want to buy a car and I just bought one, it's not yes. 3,000 3, euros, but but if you want to buy a 3,000 euro car, I mean, it isn't wise if you have 4,000 euros in your bank. If you have 4,000 euros, buy a 400 euro car. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Piece of trash car, <laughs> use it, right? It's, it's, it works the same, it takes you where you need to go. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> But if you want to get a 3,000 one, have 30,000. If you want to get 300,000, and I think that's really stupid to buy a Lamborghini, but I guess you should have <laughs> at least $3 million in your account. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think that 10 coefficient is a really good measure to know if you should buy something or not. So tell us about the products that you've been working on since then. I think you started with a product called CSVist and you've uh, also been working on some Shopify apps. Well, I, I always do side projects. The past two years while I was working this job, I was doing some programming courses, some YouTube, some coaching. And while doing these courses, you also build projects. You actually program the projects that you're going to teach others how to build. Yeah. So building a lot of these projects and also having that freedom to just create anything like tinker around. With CSVist, it's it's interesting. I, I use Revolut, if you know the yes. app, it's for banking. Yeah. I switched to them because on our local Romanian banks, since I'm receiving United States dollars, I need to convert them into Romanian use. That's yeah. the currency here. And they take a lot of money, like around 2% while converting. Yeah. So I switched to Revolut and you can export the CSV where it's yeah. all the things that you paid for, gas and whatever, it's everything there. Just for people who don't understand a CSV, it's like a spreadsheet. It's like an Excel spreadsheet, but in a very basic format. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's like a table. Yeah. It's all the data dumped in a file, basically. Absolutely. And I, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to just put this file in a software and just the software to spit out some graphs so I can filter some more times and I can see spending habits or wouldn't it be cool how much did I spend on gas, for instance, or when did I spend more so I know I, I was traveling. And uh, I searched the internet for this and I haven't found anything. So I, you know, started building one kind of for my own personal use and started talking. So my other friends and other people that are doing software as a service, pretty cool idea. And I say, well, no, why not make it? But still, it takes some time because uh, it's yeah. a bit ambitious. I wanted to be more universal. You can get CSV, this table, from any software from anywhere, even from Facebook, from Gmail, from everywhere. You can just yes. export it. It's basically your data. It's not much you can do with it. You can put it in Google spreadsheets, but you cannot filter by dates. You cannot change it. Let's say maybe you just want three columns from that and on a yeah. particular date range and then export that as a CSV for some accounting. Or maybe I want to give my accountant only the things that I can put on my company as expenses. Yeah. And that's for financial use. But for other use cases, maybe you're researching some SEO with Google Keywords. Yeah. And Google Keywords give you an CSV and you can maybe do something with that or from Shopify. And what I like about your approach is that you're starting with something very narrow and confined, which is the Revolut CSV. And so presenting the data in that CSV in a format that makes sense and allowing people to manipulate it to create charts and so on. But the, the opportunity is far larger than that and expanding from Revolut to different CSVs and different data formats is a way to expand the project in the future. So starting with a niche is such a good way to go with the potential to expand later. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I just want it to be useful for one particular use case. Yeah. And also the domain. I mean, if you know Todoist is a, yeah. an app for your to-do. It's really big. I was thinking CSV is... And I searched for that domain and I saw it's free. So, oh my God, I instantly <laughs> I pull out yeah. my credit card and bought it. Absolutely. You, you don't get those domains, right? So it's a huge change going from the stability of a paycheck to the challenge of selling your own product. How have you found that transition? I mean, I haven't sold anything yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, How do you wrap your mind around that new place that you're at right now? At first, I was excited because, okay, I'm working on my own project. But then the reality of things hit me because yeah. it's not the first time I went solo to try to build something. Like from 2018 and 19, I think two years, I was so broke and... Keep in mind, I mean, as a developer, you can earn a lot of money, but I decided not to do development, kind of yeah. put my superpowers into the <laughs> drawer and try to start businesses, try to get coaching clients. I, I try some Shopify stores, Yeah, learning to sell, to, to, to market, to convince people to, to buy in on my idea. And I had a hard time. I, I, I was so beat up that uh, 2020, enough i'm gonna work software at yeah. least to get myself a bit of ground yes. to stand on yeah 
and at some point maybe I'll decide when I have a more solid foundation to say. But still I'm doing interviews with different companies. It's not like I hate jobs because as a developer it's not that bad, you know, if you find a cool project that you have your freedom and not yeah. so many meetings and you can develop something. Yeah. But I, I guess it can be really tough if you don't have money coming in. It's it's yeah. so stressful. I mean, even so, like my bankroll is going down, 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 and it's yes. only a month. To yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really stressing me. That's why I decided to maybe start some microsas on a Shopify app store yes. since they're growing so, so rapidly. I mean, yep. last year they pay over $400 million for developers. The previous year, the 2020, they paid a hundred or something. Then the yep. 2019 was 50 and it's, it's, it's growing and the apps there are pretty expensive. You as a merchant, you have to have at least 10 apps and paying yes. 15, 20, 30 dollars for each of them. I want to make them more friendly and fast and easy to use because merchants, they, they don't know how to use complicated things. They want yeah. to make them pretty straightforward. One that I want to do is your store always loads slow because of the images. Because yes. you get the images as PNGs from different websites. Yeah. So I'm working on this app that you just install my R app, you yeah. click it and uh, it goes through the database, pulls all your PNGs, sends them to our servers. Our servers gives you back JPEGs, puts them on products. You don't do nothing, just one click. Beautiful. I really like that idea. That's so simple. Just so people are clear, Shopify is used by merchants. Anybody who wants to sell something online can set up a Shopify store. But then software developers like you can create apps that make setting up that store on the internet that much easier. So I really love this idea of just taking all the images that are too large and can be made smaller and making them smaller at the click of a button. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great for everyone, right? For the merchant, for me as a developer, because it's a pretty easy job for me. Yeah, that's why I wanted to work with Shopify because they provide the platform. I mean, my app being there, it gets traffic, but yes. with CSVs, I have to get my traffic from Google and yeah. I'm, of course, competing. I need to build backlinks, create content. It's too much for me to chew at this particular time. So CSV is more of a long term one, but this one is for creating some cash. I really like your approach of having so many different ways of supporting yourself. So there's the long-term project, there's the smaller projects that might earn money more quickly. There's the possibility of getting work again as a software developer. People think that once they quit and start their own business, that's it. It has to be that forever. But that's not the case. As you say, you can go back and get more work. I just like this approach of having so many different things going on. It just gives you options. Yeah, definitely. You want to be like water, more fluid. Last question for you. What would you say to other people who would like to start their own business but haven't yet found the courage to do so? I don't want to ruin everyone's vision, <laughs> but, but try to develop a sort of pessimism, but not in the way that it puts you down. Have some risk management, I guess. I mean, it's not the question you asked, you asked about having the courage. Here's the thing with my previous company. I mean, since I'm still in touch, my manager, he even asked me, because if you want, you can always come back. 
So yes. think of it like that. You can always go back. It's it's okay. I mean, if you are valuable in a company, you can always go back. It's a great point. Just go for it. Fuck it. I mean, you only live once. <laughs> At least regret something you did instead of regretting something you wished you did. Well, listeners, if you'd like to connect with Tudor, you can follow him on Twitter at Todorescu underscore Tudor. That's T-O-D-O-R-E-S-C-U underscore T-U-D-O-R. And you can find his product CSVist at csvist.com. Tudor, thanks so much for joining me on the QuickVote podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Quit Work Podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkprojects.com. And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own Quit Work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkprojects.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.